The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. Here we are. Yes, another day, another show. This is America's Web Radio. I am Victor Armendariz. Yes, the Mexican not afraid to be American. Look, you can call me Mexican. You can call me Hispanic. You can call me Victor. You can call me a lot of things. But what I uh, don't want you to call me is this Latino X or Latin X or X or clean X or whatever X that the uh, uber white liberal socialist who uh, are virtue signaling everywhere, who think that it's up to them to brand me because I'm brown. So, I mean, folks, look, you know, the, the left wants to say this racism is running rampant around the country today. Look, let me tell you where systemic racism is or, or racism of any kind, where the majority of it is right now. It's with uber white liberal socialist in the Democrat Party and outside the Democrat Party, the uber white. Uh, liberal, the uber white socialist. The, the, uh, look, I, I am not going to make this show about color. I am not going to be a Democrat. But I have to point this out. If you just pay attention, it's the white guy that's telling Dave Chappelle should be canceled or the white liberal lady. Um, it's the white liberal that's telling you that uh, uh, the Braves should change their name, that the Atlanta Braves should change their name. It's the white liberal socialist journalist or disguised as a sports journalist, but they're a progressive activist socialist uh, that are telling the people of Atlanta and, and the people all over the country that, that the Atlanta Braves should change their name because it's offensive. Now, let me tell you something about the Atlanta Braves organization. They've actually gone and sat down with Native Americans. They've actually gone to the Cherokee Nation. They've actually gone and sat down, and they have been given – not that they needed it, but they've been given kudos and hands up and, and, and thumbs up for uh, using and continuing to use the Atlanta Braves name. And it's just amazing to me that we've got so many white, liberal, socialist, Democrat activists and voters who run around this country telling the black man he needs to be canceled because he doesn't agree with them, or the brown man needs to be canceled because he doesn't agree with them, or the Braves need to change their name because it's offensive to the Native American, even though the Native American is standing right next to the Atlanta Braves organization going, no, we, we're okay with it. We, we like it. We, we, we think you're being respectful. You're showing strength in, in the Native American people. <laughs> but yet the white socialist liberal is going to tell the minority that they should be ashamed or they should be canceled or they should be uh, uh, labeled and uh, you're a victim. So, look, I'm just tired of it, folks. I am tired of the white liberal trying to tell me that I need to be a victim just because of my skin color. <laughs> That's just – it really is laughable. And, and honestly, folks, I want you to think about it. If you've got Democrat friends out there that are telling you that the Republicans are racist and blah, 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 blah. Um, or conservatives are racist and or libertarians are racist or if you don't agree with the democrat agenda that you're a racist <laughs> well i point it out to them point out to them that the only people trying to shut down black programs or black comedians or brown comedians or getting teams to change their name the only people that are doing that or the the majority of them the the, the leaders of the cause so to speak they're white liberal 
socialist Democrat voting hacks. <laughs> so uh, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. So, but, uh, but anyway, folks, but yes, this is the America's Web Radio. You are listening to On Point with Victor, and I am Victor Armendariz. So let's get uh, get rolling here. we got a, a, a lot to get to. Look, uh, you know, Biden is out gallivanting around overseas. And uh, let me tell you, uh, the first uh, stop he made, uh, I believe he met uh, some leader of a country that he had not met yet. And it went something like this. You know, he, he walks in, shake hands and goes, yes, hi, I am uh, President Joe Biden. But my friends call me Brandon. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I just can't stop. It's just there's just uh, <clears throat> so much fun to be had with this Brandon business. I love it, and uh, kudos to the Astro fans, and kudos to the Braves fans because the the Let's Go Brandon chant is alive and well. But uh, but anyway, just picture that picture Joe Biden because you know this man is clueless, uh, and again I I, I I feel sorry for the guy. But uh, but how funny is it that it, that it, it, you can just picture it, folks? You can picture this. Like, yes, I'm having fun with this, and it's a meme too. But uh, but you could you could conceive. President Biden walking up, shaking hands, going, yeah, I'm President Joe Biden, but uh, my friends call me Brandon. Oh, it's just too funny. But uh, but anyway, folks, all right, I, I digress. Um, look, I hope uh, all of you had a great Halloween. I uh, hope you had a wonderful Halloween weekend. And I hope many of you, I hope many of you allowed your kids to dress up to whatever superhero they wanted to be or, or whatever else they wanted to be. Um, Unless it was a Democrat. Don't let them dress up as Democrats. <laughs> so, sorry, 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 sorry. Bad host. Bad host. Um, but look, I, I hope you let them dress up. I, if you've got a, a – look, if you're a Hispanic family or if you're a white family or whatever uh, and your child wanted to, wanted to uh, dress up as the Black Panther, I hope you allowed them to dress up as the Black Panther. Uh, there's no better way to, to, to show respect or, or, or honor – to, to even the actor that played the Black Panther than letting your child grow up choose the Black Panther to be his costume. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, when I was growing up um, as a, you know, kid, um, I loved superheroes, and Captain America was my favorite. I, I mean, who would have guessed it? Who would have guessed it that uh, here I am, this Hispanic kid that's spending time in Mexico City growing up and also here in the States growing up, and uh, my favorite hero was Captain America. Um, loved him. And, uh, but one of my other favorite heroes was the Falcon. Uh, to this day, I love the Falcon. Uh, I watched the show on Disney, and, and it's painful sometimes because, you know, they got to make it woke. Uh, but it's pretty good. That guy's a pretty good actor. And uh, if you haven't watched it, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you should watch it on the Disney Channel or on the Disney something. Uh, but it's good. But as I, when I was growing up, the Falcon was one of my favorite heroes. And not one time did my mom or my dad look at me and say, well, the Falcon is black. You can't enjoy the Falcon or you can't pretend to be the Falcon. Because, folks, look, uh, I, I grew up with a lot of friends here and a lot of friends in Mexico City. And we would play and run around and, and jump off. But we would, we would put blocks and trash cans and, and just as high as we could get them. And jump off of them, acting like we were flying, like the cat, the the Falcon and other characters. And uh, I would play the Falcon. And not one time did my uh, parents or my grandparents or anyone else, cousins, not anyone, ever look at me and go, uh, you're brown, you're not black, you can't pretend to be the Falcon. Not one time did they say that. Not one time. Um, 
Because their focus was never on color. When I grew up, the focus was on, hey, you you are the person you're going to be, and you're going to achieve no matter what, uh, and skin color be damned. And, and that, you know, I grew up just not even knowing really skin color. I mean, it's, a, it's amazing the, the, the harm we're doing to kids today because of this woke business. But, uh, but anyway, so I hope, <laughs> as you guys enjoyed Halloween, that you allowed your children to, to, to dress up to be whatever they wanted to be, uh, you know, with, with very few limits. Like I said, don't let them dress up to be uh, Democrats. Uh, okay, sorry, bad host, bad host. Uh, but anyway, so look, folks, uh, I want to move on a little bit. I, last show, I talked about the Virginia governor's race, and I talked a little bit about the New Jersey governor's race. Now, look. I am not going to sit here and predict a win for the Republicans. Um, you can't get much bluer than New Jersey, and you can't get much bluer than uh, Virginia. Uh, but, folks, there's something going on right now with this education. Now, you've heard if, – if you guys who have been listening to me um, for a long time and, and you new listeners, well, you're going to find out. Um, I mention education on my show a lot. Uh, I, I mention it quite often because the number one issue in this country right now – Look, there are two big things we can do to to turn this country back on its on its right direction or in the right direction. Um, there's more than two, but but I could give you the top three. I could give you my top three uh, if you want to get this country back on the right trajectory. And uh, number one would be education. And you guys have heard me talk about this: the federal government in a country that's based on a free republic. Uh, or democracy, if you want to call us a democracy, uh, um, we are a free republic, and uh, we're a democracy by rule of law, if you want to put it that way. Uh, but in a country like ours, the last people sh- that should have any say in uh, the education of your children is the federal government. These fools that that are elected to go play in the swamp that is Washington and live in the bubble that they live in, they should be the very last people to have any say in the way our children are educated. The federal government should have nothing to do with it. Um, and, and you've heard me talk many, many times on this show, and many times you've heard me say that education needs to be on the lowest, lowest local of all local levels. Um, it should be highly, highly influenced by the parents. The parents of the community of whatever schools their kids are going to or whatever schools are in that community should be heavily, heavily run and regulated by the parents. Um, and then the local of the local, I mean, the, the, the lowest you can go, we're talking community elected officials and the school boards, um, which should be elected by the people of that community. And uh, those are the people that need to be in charge of education. Uh, when we talk about government schools, which also known as public schools, uh, but they should have nothing to do with the federal government. No school in any city or any province or any anywhere in the United States, no school that's that that is run with public funds, taxpayer dollars, none of those schools should ever ha- be dictated by the federal government. And they should never have a, a budget or anything held over their head. Say, you must follow this or teach this in order to get more money. That needs to stop immediately. And we need to get the federal governments out of the federal government out of educating our children. And then the other thing that needs to happen that's part of this number one, part of this education issue, is the the teachers union needs to be disbanded. Now I know, I know, I that'll probably never happen. But if we can't disband it, then we sure can reduce their power. 
and we reduce their power by removing the federal government from the education of your children. And, and that's number one. That needs to happen. That could be the best thing. You know, folks, if we would do that, um, then within a generation or two, this country would, would probably never, ever, ever consider socialism or Marxism or communism again. Uh, because the bozos, uh, I, that's that's being mad. That's being mean to to bozo the clown. The fools that are in Washington, uh, look, they're they're on a socialist track, and 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 they're loving every minute of it. And and that's not hyperbole. I'm not using hyperbole here. So, um, so anyway, so so that you know to get this country back going and firing on all cylinders, uh, we've got to tackle the education problem. And number two would be to change the tax system. Our tax system is ridiculous. There should be no tax on income. By taxing income, you are punishing people who are doing the right thing. <laughs> Working. Ooh, what a concept. Working. Wow. You know, all you people out there that are begging for more stimulus checks, I got a stimulus for you. Get your, you know what, off the couch and go get one of the many, 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 many jobs that are out there. There are there everybody on the planet, well, let me put it this way. Everybody in the United States right now is hiring. So if you want a stimulus check, get off your butt and go get a job. Look, folks, it may not be the job that you want, but it's a start and it's a job. So go do it. Go find you one. So anyway, I digress. Uh, so that's number one, education, getting it out of the hands of the federal government. Number two, completely transform our tax system. We no longer should tax income. That is a punishment on society. We need to tax consumption. And and for all these liberals and socialists running around saying they want a wealth tax, well, ladies and gentlemen, the best way to tax the wealth is the tax spending. And we could do that by in implementing a consumption tax, also known as the fair tax, and getting away with income tax, getting away, and we must repeal the 16th Amendment, and 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 uh, that that right there would be huge on getting us on the back on the right track. Number three would be uh, reduce spending and cut spending. We're actually cutting spending, cutting the federal budget. That would be absolutely huge in getting us back on the right track. So, all right, we're going to coming up on our first break. So we're going to go to the first break. When I come back, I will get back into a little bit more of the Virginia story, which is where I was headed with that last diatribe. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome back, folks. Uh, this is the America's Web Radio. You are listening to the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz, uh, the Mexican not afraid to be an American. <laughs> so look, folks. Um, okay, so Virginia and New Jersey, they're bluer than blue. And so I'm not going to sit here and predict that the, that the Republican is going to win the governorships of those states. But I am going to tell you that... It is looking more and more, especially in the case of Virginia. And the reason why I went on the education diatribe uh, before we got to the first break 
you know, in the last segment, the, the reason I talked about the education thing is it is education that is finally waking up parents. Parents are finally, finally waking up to to the, um, for lack of a better word, the bastardization of the education system that the Democrats have done to it. Uh, they're waking up to it. And this issue, the education issue, might be the issue that turns Democrats to the Republican Party, not to go run and jump in the Republicans' lap. But to go and give them an opportunity to prove what they've been saying and, and just and give them a chance and, and, and teach the Democrats a lesson that, hey, you don't own our vote. You don't own my vote because I'm brown. You don't own my vote because I'm black. You don't own my vote because I'm yellow or even white. And these parents are waking up in Virginia because of the education issue. And look, I, I – you know, a week or two ago, I would have said, "Nah, McAuliffe's going to pull it off by five points." But now, folks, I look. I, this there is a very good chance that the uh, Virginia race is going to be won by a Republican, and we should know. We should know by uh, probably not too long after you hear my show, <laughs> this show today, um, we're going to know. But uh, Youngkin who is the Republican candidate who came out of nowhere. Nobody knows him. The guy's not a politician. He was a business guy. Uh, but he started running. You know, he ran for governor or is running for governor in Virginia. Um, kind of a quiet race, but ran a very good campaign so far. And he really honed in on this education issue. And then Terry McAuliffe, who may have made one of the biggest blunders in political history. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out soon within a few hours. Uh, but when he said a few weeks ago, when Terry McAuliffe looked at the people from the debate stage and said, you as a parent have no right to, tear, to tell the teachers' unions or the teachers' uh, groups or, or the school boards, uh, you have no right as a parent to tell them what to teach your kids. They're going to teach your kids what they want to teach your kids. Uh, that is what Terry McAuliffe – look, I'm paraphrasing, but that is what Terry McAuliffe said. And then he doubled down on it. And this could be the, the be the blunder of all blunders because it might cost him the governorship, and it may actually convince the people of Virginia to give a Republican a chance. And uh, so, Yunkin, hear me now and hear me loud and hear me clear. Uh, if you win the governor's race, and I hope you do, and I pray that you do, um, you are going to have a chance to show the people of Virginia what conservatism can do, and 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 I mean what lower taxes can do, what cutting spending can do. Um, all these things, smaller government, what it can do, um, putting emphasis on, on energy independence, you know, all these things, you're going to be able to show the people of Virginia just what it is that conservatism can do. And, and that's what's going to happen, I hope. I hope. Now, look, I, again, I'm not going to predict a victory for Yunkin. Because Virginia is so blue and never underestimate blind Democrats voting for the letter and not the person. Uh, but, but, you know, they, there's that saying, um, never cross a mother scorned or something like that. Well, there are a lot of mothers and fathers, parents, who are very, very scorned and upset right now at what Terry McAuliffe and what the education system, what the teachers unions, uh, what the school boards are doing in Virginia. Folks, look, and, and if it wasn't bad enough, uh, McAuliffe stepped in it again just the other day. Just the other day, uh, he was asked by the media, oh, if you win, because they all think he's going to win still. Uh, they, it, when you win is basically what they were saying. Uh, what will you do to bridge the gap and, 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 and bring people together and, 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 under, and understand what these parents, what their grievance is? How will you come together with these parents so they feel better about their children being educated in the Virginia school system? 
This man, McAuliffe, actually looked at the reporter and said, oh, those are all lies. I am sick and tired of, of, of these lies and these parents giving, sending out dog whistles. They're all racist. Now, again, I'm paraphrasing, but Terry McAuliffe the other day basically called every one of the parents who have a problem with uh, critical race theory being taught to their children, and they have a problem being told that they can't tell the school board what to teach their children, and they have a problem with being told that they as parents have no say in how their children are being educated. Those parents are being told by Terry McAuliffe that they're all racist. I mean, folks, when the Democrats have nothing to fall on, they always turn to racist. It's all racism. Folks, if you're a Democrat voter, isn't it time for you to wake up and understand that for the past 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, every two years and every four years, you have been told you must vote for us because the other side is racist and we're going to take care of you. And, that, and yet none of the problems that you complain about get fixed. Folks, do you know what the longest running war in this country is? The longest running war and the biggest failure war? <laughs> that would be the war on poverty. That has been going on by politicians for years and years, decades and decades and decades, and we've made no progress. That is a failure, but yet they don't want to fix poverty or improve or anything like that. They don't want race relations relations to be better, which they are. Race relations have never been this good, but they don't want you to know that because if the racism or, or the racial issue was fixed or perceived to be fixed or if uh, – the uh, oh gosh, now I'm going to lose my train of thought. But 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 let's just use that one. If 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 the idea that everyone is racism, if you didn't think that, if Democrats didn't believe that, then Democrats wouldn't get elected again. Uh, folks, they can't afford you to believe the, that any sort of problem like that has been fixed because then you won't vote for them anymore. Uh, but folks, I I am not making this up. Look look it up. Every campaign, just look what Terry McAuliffe is doing. Everything now for the past two, for the next or la- the last three days running up to the election has been racist, 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 racist. That's all they have to, fo- to fall on. And it's a joke, folks. And it's an insult. It should be an insult to every voter in Virginia. And it should be an insult to every voter around the country. But, but anyway, so we've got this race in Virginia. We're going to find out very soon in a few hours what happens. But I'm telling you, folks. Pay attention because there is a good chance now. Again, I'm not predicting a win for the Republicans, but I am saying that I am not going to be completely surprised if Yunkin pulls out this race, if Yunkin becomes the new governor of the state of Virginia as a Republican. So I hope it happens. It could be a great thing. And if it does happen, folks, it will be because Democrats left the Democrat Party and gave the Republican a chance because of the one issue uh, or, or because mainly for one issue, and that would be the education issue. So, look, there are plenty of reasons not to vote for a Democrat today, but education is one of the biggest, one of the biggest. And Virginia is about to be a test, and we're about to find out. So, folks, uh, pay attention to this race. I, I know if you're if you're listening to me and you're not in Virginia and you're, you're one of my great listeners from um, one of the other great states around the country, uh, pay attention to this Virginia race. Because this Virginia race, if the Republican wins, it is going to be a – Oh, my gosh, a, a scale of, of, say, 10.0 on the Richter scale for earthquakes. Uh, it's going to be insane. And the Democrats are going to lose their ever-loving minds if they lose this race in Virginia. And there's a good chance they might lose it. 
And now and then, we let's move to the Virginia race. Now, no one's been talking about the, I'm sorry, let's move to the New Jersey. New Jersey. Let's move to New Jersey. No one has been talking about, I mean, I may have been one of the only shows to mention and even bring up the governor's race in New Jersey. And uh, I talked about it last week on the show. So um, pay attention to this one. Now, this one I don't think is as close as the Virginia race, but it is tightening. Uh, the Republican there, I cannot remember his name, Cataluni, Catalucci, Catatuni, Catatini, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> um, he's a really sharp guy, and I don't know much about him, but, uh, but, but I have heard him speak, and he's a pretty sharp guy. Well, he is quietly making the New Jersey governor's race very tight, and, and, and he's clo- really closed that gap coming into election. So let's, we'll see tonight. We'll see what happens. Um, but uh, my goodness, folks, if – if Murphy, Democrat in New Jersey, loses to the to this challenger who's a Republican in New Jersey, um, this is going to send shockwaves as well. And I think it even might uh, top the shockwave in Virginia because no one really talked about this race in Virginia. No one really saw this coming. But but this challenger and I can't. I'm sorry for not remembering his name. Uh, but this Republican in New Jersey has quietly been making this a close and tight race. And uh, no one's been talking about it. So, so keep your eyes on New Jersey. Keep your eyes on Virginia. If the Republicans win Virginia, utter chaos is going to break out in the, in the Democrat Party. And if the Republican wins in New Jersey also, then, I mean, whew, as, as uh, Ocasio-Cortez would put it, the Acropolis is coming. <laughs> so, uh, oh, man, I, I should stop. Bad host, bad host. So, but, uh, but, folks, pay attention because both of these races are going to be precursors to 2022. Now, I've been telling you, I, I think, I believe in my heart of hearts that uh, next year in 2022, that we, uh, the, the bloodbath for Democrats is coming. And, and before Media Matter loses their mind, and before any of you Democrats run to your cry closets, uh, when I say bloodbath is coming, I don't mean physically. I'm, ta- I'm metaphorically speaking. <laughs> um, the Democrats are going to lose, I think, record numbers of seats next year. I think they're going to lose governorships. They're going to lose House seats. They're going to lose state House seats. They're going to lose the Senate. Um, I do believe that the Democrats are – we're on the cusp of the Democrats having suffer, are suffering the biggest losses they've ever lost electorally uh, next year in 2022. Now, it's going to be tough to topple 2010. You know, Obama brought the Republicans the biggest wins they've ever had. And I do believe that the Biden and the, the Democrats, uh, Brandon, Brandon and the Democrats are going to usher in the biggest wins in 2022, the biggest wins that the Republicans have ever seen. Now, look, I say this with a caveat. Do not ever underestimate the Republican establishment's ability to snatch victory uh, or to snatch a loss from the jaws of victory. Um, you just can't put it past the Republican establishment. These, I'm trying to be nice. I'm really trying to be nice. But so many in the Republican establishment can't get out of their own way. And uh, so don't put it past them to figure out a way to lose or, or, or to figure out a way to mitigate victories. Because right now, as it stands, the Republican victories in 2022 should be record victories. And, uh, and look, you know, let me say this for a second. Let me deviate for a minute. Um, the Republicans have a chance right now, just based on the on the ineptitude of the Biden administration and, and the complete, 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 complete ridiculous policies and and this this just the awful things that the Biden administration, the Democrats are doing now. Um, just those 
acts alone and what they're doing with the country right now, inflation going up, the, the horrible withdrawal in Afghanistan, gas prices soaring, your food prices soaring, wages are going down, uh, labor shortage is, is awful, the supply chain is getting worse. All of these problems are, are, are Biden and Democrat-caused problems, at least 90% of them are caused by them, uh, and they don't want to recognize it. But this is what should lead the Republicans to a big victory. Uh, so, all right, let, let me lead you to another break. We're going to take a profit timeout. We will be right back. And when we come back, uh, I'm going to tell you what the Republicans could do to even ensure those wins bigger. So, all right, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor Show. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome back, folks. So, uh... What can the Republicans do to ensure and maybe gain even more victories for next year? Uh, because I told you, folks, look, just by sitting down and doing nothing, and the Republicans should win big uh, just based on where we're headed in this country. I mean, ask anyone, folks, look, this is a good exercise you can do yourself. If you've got family members, if you've got friends, if you've got coworkers who you think are still married to the letter D, just ask them a simple question. What do you think right now is going right in the United States? What do you think that uh, Biden has done that is a good thing? Just ask them. Ask them because they can't tell you the supply chain is better because it's getting worse. They can't tell you gas prices are better because they're getting worse. Gas prices are up over 50 percent where they were just nine, 12 months ago. So they can't tell you that. They can't tell you that meat costs less. They can't tell you that chicken costs less. They can't tell you that milk and bread costs less. My goodness, folks, there are grocery stores around this country that on any given day, they don't have milk. They don't have bread. They don't have short ribs or, or whatever your favorite ribs or beef is. Um, there is an actual food shortage starting to hit the United States. Did you ever think you would see that happen? Uh, so so all of these things right now are being perpetuated and made worse by the Democrat policies, Biden policies. And so if the Republicans just sat on their derriere and did nothing, they would probably win next year. But I don't want the Republicans to sit under derriere because then they, that's usually when they're sitting around figuring out ways to lose. Um, what the Republicans need to be doing right now, and listen to me, if you're a candidate out there, uh, a Republican candidate in 2022, you need to be out there right now. You need to be uh, 
whether it's campaigning or just throwing out some teaser ads or whatever the Republican Party is doing, this is what they need to do. They need to be stressing education, 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 education. They need to stress the fact that the Democrats do not want parents involved in the education of their children. And they call them public schools, but they're government schools. And these are taxpayer funded schools. And if you are telling the taxpayer that they don't have a say in what they're paying for, then, oh boy, let me tell you, that doesn't fly over very well with suburban mothers and fathers. And this is an avenue for the Republicans. So the Republicans need to be out there pounding this issue. Pound it, pound it, pound it. And uh, I would have something else to say there, but this is a family show and I'm not going to say it. So uh, <laughs> a little reference I could have made, but I'm not. So uh, really, really drive home this issue of education and then drive home the issue of, of taxation. Uh, the Biden administration is about to roll out some ridiculous taxes, folks. Um, look, every time Biden says that the no one under 400 grand is going to be taxed, it's a lie. It is a lie. It is a lie. It is a lie. It's a lie. And I'm going to tell you why. But um, but but this is another issue that the Republicans need to focus on. Uh, higher taxes are coming. They're already here. They're coming. Uh, and and the Biden administration is going to put them out there with with a smile on their face. The Democrats love taxation and that's what they're doing and that's what they're going to do. And so the Republicans, you need to be out there showing and talking about all these ridiculous new taxes that are coming and how they're going to these taxes are going to hit the low income they're going to hit the middle income and they're going to hit the upper income and they're going to hit those those groups the most the groups they're not going to hit the most the billionaires and the millionaires this is not going to be a wealth tax which is what the the democrats are trying to disguise it as it's going to be a soaking of the middle class which is what democrat taxes always do always do they always soak the middle class. And that's what's coming, folks. That's what's coming. So the Republicans need to be out there talking about that. And then the Republicans need to be talking about cutting spending. And if you're an established, if, if you are represented by an establishment Republican like Lindsey Graham or McConnell or or Ben Sass or Romney or some of these other guys out there that are establishment, then you go find yourself a candidate who can run against them in the primary. You primary them. If they're up for reelection, you go find somebody that can take them out in the primary. Um, because that's what needs to happen. We need to get good, good, conservative, independent, freedom-loving, liberty-loving candidates. And, and they need to – these are the Republicans we need to be running. Uh, Republicans who believe in small government. Republicans who believe in lower taxes. Republicans who believe in a consumption tax and not an income tax. Uh, this is what we need. So, so these are the things that the Republicans can do. They don't need to sit on the sidelines right now. They need to be out full attack mode. And what I mean by attack mode is they need to be out there on the issues, the issues of education, the issues of taxation, the issues of a strong military, not a woke military, a strong military. Folks, look, China, communist China has blasted two, not one, but two hypersonic missiles. They've already launched two of them. Now, if you don't know what a hypersonic missile is, folks, hypersonic speed wasn't even supposed to be achieved. And now the communist Chinese are doing it. They're able to send a missile up into space, hypersonic speed. It's going around the the planet and uh, can drop a missile anywhere in the United States that it wants. That's what's happening right now by communist China. And our but but how are we responding? China, communist China is responding with right now to the world, showing the world that the capabilities of their military and the United States, we're showing the world how woke our military is. That's a problem, folks. That's a problem. 
when when the apparatus, the entire apparatus of our intelligence system and our our uh, our security systems and our uh, security agencies across the United States, when that entire apparatus is turned inward, not outward, that's a problem. And what do I mean by that? What do I mean by it's turned inward, that our security apparatus is turned inward? I mean that the Biden administration, the Democrats, have all the security apparatus of the United States turned inward because they're, they're watching you, the American citizen. They want to come down on you, the American citizen, not the non-citizen, not the illegal. No, no, no. They're turning all the intelligence apparatus gathering, all the security apparatus are turning them inward on the American citizen. They want to watch the American citizen. They want to find problems of the American citizens. They want to arrest American citizens. And they're taking their eye off the rest of the world. They're taking their eye off the next terrorist attack. They're taking their eye off China being able to fire hypersonic missiles. Folks, look, we better lead the way with military power or we're going to be in trouble and the rest of the world's going to be in trouble. And making the military the wokest military in the world ain't going to do it. And that's what's happening right now. So, um, folks, I'm telling you, uh, I, I'm not trying to scare you. <laughs> I'm trying to fire you up as an as a independent voter, as a libertarian voter, as a conservative voter. I want you to come together. We all need to come together. And I don't care if you call yourself a Republican or not. Look, I don't call myself a Republican. I call myself a libertarian, conservative, independent, loving, freedom-loving American. And, you know, that's what I am. I just love this country. And you can call me a Republican if you want, um, because there aren't too many Democrats out there I could vote for. And so I have to turn to the other party, which is the Republican Party. That doesn't mean I have to settle for a Republican establishment. Uh, look, I vote Libertarian whenever there's a good Libertarian candidate. But if it's a close race, I'm going to vote for a Republican. Uh, and, and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure we get good, independent, freedom-loving liberty-loving, constitutional-loving, United States-loving Republicans. Those are the ones I want to vote for, and those are the ones I will support, and those are the ones we here at America's Web Radio will support, uh, especially the On Point with Victor show. Uh, so um, so this is what I mean. This is what I mean by by getting out, and if, if you've been married to the Democrat Party for years, if you've been grown up, look, I grew up being told I had to vote Democrat. If you're one of those and, and you just can't seem to, oh, I'm going to do my family wrong if I don't vote for the letter D. Look, you're wrong. Uh, you need to give a chance when, when the Democrats are doing you wrong. <laughs> and let me put it. Yeah, let me put it this way. When the Democrat Party continues to do you wrong, when the Democrat Party continues to lie to you, when the Democrat Party continues to go down the road of socialism, when the Democrat Party wants to to drag you down the road of socialism because you're married to the letter D. When the Democrat Party continues to insult you as a minority, to continues insult and to insult you and me, then we need to break away and say, okay, I might not run to the Republican and jump in their laps, but you know what? I'm going to give them a chance. I'm going to give them a chance to see if they will do something different. Because right now the Democrat Party is going down the road of socialism and they're insulting minorities every day. The Democrat Party today views the minority as victims. And folks, we are not victims. I am one proud Hispanic dude. My father is one of the proudest Hispanic dudes you'll ever meet. And never, ever, my, look, when when my dad was cleaning hospital beds, when he was waiting tables, when he was bussing tables, he wasn't a victim then. And when he retired, CFO of a major company, 
in the United States, he wasn't a victim then either. And now in his retirement, when he does whatever he wants to do, he's still not a victim. And when my father holds up his United States passport and he relishes being a citizen of the United States and he goes and he votes every election. And I don't care how he votes. I'm not going to tell you how he votes. But when he goes and votes, he's not a victim. He's an American. And this is what I want you guys to understand, especially my Democrat friends listening to me. You do not have to be married to the letter D. The letter D does not run in your DNA. It is not in your blood. You can. And look, you want to send a biggest shock to the system. For those of you parents out there that are mad that you're being told by Democrats that you should have no say in your children's education, for those black voters out there, you're being told that you're a victim, that you can't achieve it on your own without government help. You're being told that by Democrats. For those brown friends of mine, those brown voters out there uh, that you're Hispanic like me, you're being told by the Democrat Party that you're too stupid to, to do things on your own without government help. Um, you black voters out there, you're being told you're too stupid to get IDs. You're being told that you're too stupid to get an ID to vote with. That's what the Democrat Party is telling you. Well, I am telling you it's time to walk away from them and you go find another candidate, whether they be a Republican, an independent, or, or a libertarian, and you give them a chance. It doesn't mean that you're going to run in their laps It does, and jump in their laps. It doesn't mean that you're going to be a sycophant for the Republican Party. But it will show the Democrats that they will no longer take your vote for granted, that you will have the power in your vote. And, folks, look, I'm not angry. I'm just right. I'm just right. And, and, and as a voter, an American citizen, the biggest power you have is your vote. So if you want to show what power you have, throw these Democrats out of office. And then they're going to come running back to you and begging you, oh, please give us another chance. And then you can tell them, well, then don't you ever treat me like a victim again. Don't you tell me I'm too stupid to get a voter ID card. Don't tell me that uh, I shouldn't be allowed to tell you how my kids should be educated. You see, folks, if you want the upper hand then you throw these people out and let the politician know that you don't vote for a letter D or a letter R, that you will vote for the person. And then suddenly that politician is going to fear you. That politician will fear we the people. And that is the way it should be. That is the way this country was designed. So, all right, I will get off that horse and I will go jump on another horse or uh, I will get off that soapbox and I will go get on another soapbox. Hey, you know what, uh, folks? This just popped in my head. I don't know why, but it did. Uh, I have a super, super awesome secret, secret uh, breaking news that I'm going to divulge. But not today. <laughs> this is what we call in the industry a teaser. Folks, I've got some incredible news, incredible, incredible news that um, that, that involves me in the On Point with Victor show. Uh, and I'm going to divulge that news, but I'm not going to do it today. But I just want to set this up that uh, pay attention, listen to my shows every week. Because pretty soon I will be making an announcement that is going to be huge for the On Point with Victor show. And, and look, I selfishly am going to tell you it's going to be huge for me. Uh, but it, but I think all of you will be happy. Uh, so I will, uh, 
I will get to that message um, pretty soon. Pretty soon I'll be making that announcement. But uh, but anyway, um, as we head to the next break, folks, I want to uh, – uh, let me set up what the next segment's going to do – going to be about um, – we'll, we're going to get into a little bit more about uh, this, this bill that Biden's trying to – that he's begging the hard left to pass. He wants them to vote for. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of that. I'll get into a little bit of the new taxes that he's bringing and uh, – and a couple of other things before we close out the show. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the America's Web Radio Station, and you are listening to the On Point with Victor Show. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, folks. Uh, look, <laughs> I need all of you listeners right now, all of you great wonder. And look, let me just say this. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I have to thank all of you, all of my listeners. Uh, folks, look, I, little old me and On Point with Victor show started not just, I don't know, two and a half or so years ago. And uh, we have grown now to where we, we're one of the most popular shows on America's Web Radio Network. Um, we've got listeners in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, Utah, California, New York, New Jersey, Montana, um, Arizona, Nevada, uh, Mexico. Uh, I mean, folks, we've got listeners coming from everywhere, and it's amazing, and I cannot thank you enough. Mucho, mucho gracias de mi corazón. Gracias, gracias, gracias. Uh, I cannot thank you enough from my heart, from my heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, uh, but, but now I've got to anger all of you. <laughs> so uh, I want you to, uh, look, I, I want you to sit down, go to a happy place, uh, visualize a happy place, because uh, I'm about to, to, to really upset you, because you probably haven't heard this. Uh, folks, I, I, I could not believe this. I had to verify, then verify, and then re-verify, and then verify this story again, because I did not believe this story when, it, when I came across it. Um, and I know CNN's not talking about it. Uh, CBS is not talking about it. ABC, NBC, NPR, PBS, NBC, 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 BC, <laughs> MSNBC. That's what I'm trying to say, folks. Um, I know none of them are going to tell you this story. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, please sit down. Go to Happy Place. If you're driving, then, you know, just focus on driving as you hear this because this is going to upset you. The Biden administration and the Democrats are going to pay illegal aliens $450,000 each. Again, you did not misunderstand me. You did not mishear me. The Biden administration and the Democrat Party are going to try and pay illegal aliens $450,000 in cash. At least I'm pretty sure it's going to be cash. How else are they going to pay them? $450,000, folks, 
They want to pay legal aliens. Now get this, who were separated, and I'm using air quotes, by the Trump administration. Folks, the Trump administration, back when he came in in 2016, was using the Obama policy at the border of uh, if you came in illegally and you brought a child, underage child, then you were separated so we could find out if that child was really yours or not. Because what the Democrats don't want to tell you is how awful the sex trafficking is, is across the border. And what the Democrats don't want to tell you is there are lots and lots of, of just really bad people that were using and paying to use children as fawns to come across the border. Some of them just used them to get across the border and then they'd let them go and abandon them. Some of them would use them to bring them across the border to put them in sex trafficking, sell them to sex traffickers. This is going on, folks. This is going on. And uh, this was this was not a Trump policy, but this was something that was continued when Trump came in is is just as today. If a parent is arrested for for a felony, they are separated from their children. It happens every day, folks. And so if you come across the border illegally and you're bringing children, then you're going to be separated for a period of time of which we can figure out or the Border Patrol can figure out the law enforcement can figure out if that child really belongs to you or not. And if that child is in any danger. Well, now. The Biden administration wants to find those illegal aliens and pay them $450,000 each. Now, folks, I don't you could probably hear it in my voice how this just rattles my derriere. Folks, we have you may have family members, but we have veterans. We have active military. We have people who go and fight wars who don't get this kind of money from their government. We have families who are mourning the loss of their military family members who have, been, who have been lost in battle. And what do they get? They get peanuts from our government. But the non-citizen, the illegal, Biden and the Democrats want to give damn near half a million dollars to. Now look, folks, again, I, I'm, I'm not angry, but I'm getting close to it. Uh, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is your Democrat Party today, your uh, Biden slash Brandon, who wants to give $450,000 of taxpayer money to an illegal alien, not to the veteran, not to the United States citizen, not to the business that was shut down because of mandated shutdowns by the government. No, no, no. You citizens, you shut down, you you shut down, you sit down, shut up, put on your obedience mask. You citizen, you obey. And then the non-citizen, we're going to give you half a million dollars in cash. Folks, look, I told you, I was hoping this was a false story. I was hoping this was satire, but it is not. It is an actual true story that my administration is really, really trying and going to try and pay illegal aliens, non-citizens who came here illegally, broke the law. They want to give them $450,000. That's your taxpayer dollars. It's insane, folks. It's insane. And on top of that, the Biden administration has just issued a decree basically halting all arrest of illegal aliens. They've actually issued no-go zones, not for the illegals, not for criminals. They've issued no-go zones for the Border Patrol and federal agents and ICE agents. 
and and customs agents, whatever agents, they've issued the Biden administration has issued a no go order in places where they can't go to to arrest illegals or to find illegals. They've basically halted the arrest of illegals. And if that if that wasn't bad enough, folks, do do this exercise. No matter what city you're in, you're listening to me right now. Do this exercise. Look up how many drunk drivers kill on any given weekend. How many drunk drivers cause accidents and how many have called uh, caused fatal accidents. And then look up how many of those were done by illegal drunk drivers. Do that for me, folks. Do that for me. And you're probably going to be uh, not very happy with the, with the results that you find um, of how many illegal aliens come here illegally, break the laws, and then get drunk, and then go drive, and then kill some kills people. They kill the citizen most of the time. The non-citizen killing the, the, killing the citizen. And... Joe Dementia Biden just said the other day that he does not consider drunk driving a felony. Not the citizen drunk driver, but the non-citizen drunk driver. Joe Biden and the Democrats have said that an illegal person here illegally broke the law to get here, drinks themselves to oblivion, gets in a car, drives, and smashes into you or who or whoever else, whomever else, that that is not a felony. That is what Joe Biden and the Democrats are on record on video saying. I'm not making this up, folks. I am not making this up. So are you ready to walk away from the Democrat Party? Are you ready to punish the Democrat Party? You should be. You should be. As a citizen of this country, this great country that is the United States, You should be ready to punish the Democrat Party, starting with any Democrat who's up for re-election right now, any Democrat up for re-election next year. So, folks, look, (laughs) I am telling you, you have a Democrat Party right now who values the non-citizen over the citizen. And uh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, In this bill that Biden's trying to pass, he's trying to ram down there. And look, folks. Make no mistake, because I've already seen uh, the mainstream media, the lamestream media out there trying to blame Republicans as the reason that this Democrat bills aren't passing. Folks, make no mistake. The Democrat. Look, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to say. Um, but the the Democrat bills, these these two massive spending bills that aren't being passed yet. They're not being held up by Republicans. There aren't enough Republicans to hold them up. Understand this, folks. The Democrats have 100% control of our federal government. They control the House. They control the Senate. They control the executive branch. They control 100% of Washington. They control the legislative branch. They control the executive branch. And they control the bureaucracy. Make no mistake, the bureaucracy that makes up the swamp, is controlled by the Democrat Party. So right now, what's holding up these two massive spending bills that Biden is so badly wants passed because he thinks his presidency is going to be sunk without him? Look, I got news for you, Dementia Joe. Your presidency has already been sunk. You did it. No one else did it. You did it. Or whoever is guiding you, whether it's the Obamas, the Kamalas, or whoever else is guiding you, 
You guys did it. But Biden's running around telling you and the people in the world that these two massive spending bills must be passed or his presidency is going to be sunk. It's not Republicans that are holding these bills up. Look, there. if one Republican votes yes for either of these bills, they should be thrown out on their tuchuses. Um So this is why I say that, that the establishment Republicans, if you've got one in your area, then you need to primary. Find a primary candidate to take them out. Because if any Republican votes for any one, either one of these spending bills, they need to be thrown out of office just as fast as the Democrats do. Uh, but the Republicans aren't holding it up. Even the ones who want to, who might vote for this so-called infrastructure bill, there aren't enough Republicans to pass it or enough Republicans to stop it. Right now, these two massive spending bills that Joe Biden is whining about and that Pelosi's whining about, they're being held up by the hard, hard newcomer progressive. And that's please. That's that's a bad word. That's, that's a bad use of the word progressive socialist. These new socialist Democrats that have been elected in the past couple of years, the Talibs, the Omars, the Ocasio-Cortez, this new crowd that's also known as a squad, they are the ones that are holding up the, uh, the passing of these two massive spending bills. Uh, it's the squad. It's the new socialist. It's, it's the hard, hard left uh, of the Democrat Party. So it is hilarious. Look, I told you guys weeks ago. In fact, I'm pretty sure I told you last year that the fight that was coming between the Democrats is going to be fun to watch. Well, we're seeing it now. We're seeing it now. Uh, It's not being reported like it should be. But the infighting going on right now between the hard left uh, squad Democrats and the establishment Democrats, uh, it is uh, in full form right now. And it is the hard left socialist Democrats in the squad that is stopping the passing of the uh, so-called infrastructure bill and the other spending bill. You know, there are two massive spending bills. And look, folks, no, make no mistake. The Democrats, they planned all along to get this down to, uh, let's see, one bill I think is $1.9 trillion and the other bill is one point something trillion. They planned all along to get this down to those numbers. Uh, when they started with the uh, 3.5 and the $4 trillion number, they did that so that when they got to this point, when they got it down to $1.9 trillion and the other one is one point whatever trillion, so together they're still over $3 trillion in spending. Um, they're, they're, they did it on purpose. Because instead of six trillion, now it's three trillion. Well, th- three trillion is what they wanted. Make no mistake, that's what they wanted. And 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 by starting with six trillion and now saying, look, we've we've come together on three trillion, they're making you think that they came together and uh, and 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 reached across the aisle. And it's not true, folks. It's not true. Like I said, there aren't enough Republicans to make any demands or changes in this bill. There aren't enough Republicans to pass the bills. There aren't enough Republicans to stop the bills. It's all Democrats. The Democrats are fighting within themselves. And it is the squad Democrats that are uh, impeding the passage of these two massive spending bills right now. So that's what's going on, folks. That's the truth. So with that, I'm going to have to end the show. So we, I had lots more to get to, folks. And don't worry. We've got future shows coming up, and uh, I'll get to everything eventually. So, But uh, look, folks, you keep what I said in mind, and trust me, trust me, trust me when I say uh, you're going to want to pay attention to the New York race, and you're going to want to pay attention to the New Jersey governor's race. Uh, let's see what happens. We'll know in a few hours. So, All right, folks, you have a great week. And uh, this is uh, On Point with Victor signing off. Goodbye.
The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.